Welcome to a special New Year's episode of Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Crestwell. Joining me today in the studio are the Toledo Symphony's principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue. We also have the TSO's director of marketing, Vanessa Gardner. Welcome to both of you. Great big happy new year to you as well. Happy new year. Yeah. Excited to be here. Well, let's start out at 2022. Just about there. We're almost there. Still just a few days to go. But let me ask you before we, we have a bunch of games, we have a bunch of resolutions and predictions and what have you. We're going to talk all about all that stuff. But first of all, let's hear from the two of you. I mean, what have you got going on for New Year's? I mean, Merwin, you got a full house. Are, are you going to celebrate in any special way? Well, actually, on New Year's Eve, I'm actually going to be playing a wedding. And I think there's something kind of very auspicious about that. So yeah. I think I'm going to be heading into the new year with a very kind of celebratory frame of mind. Aww. Excellent. That's wonderful. What about you, Vanessa? What do you got going on? So I am uh, with Rachel Schultz, um, assisting the Imagination Station with their New Year's Eve Eve ball drop tomorrow. Wow. So very excited about that. So That's what does that entail? I mean, they, they have a, a New Year's Eve ball that drops kind of like the Times Square ball? Um, more like 20,000 balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I have not been there for this. So um, 20,000 very little balls, right? Yes, bouncy okay. balls. Um, I, I, it's probably sold out by now, but um, yeah. some symphony um, staff and musicians will be helping to make noisemakers and then doing the big countdown at... 2.22 p.m., I think. And then 20,000 bouncy balls will drop like in the center of Imagination Station and it's going to be a great time. Wow. Does anybody ever get like rushed off to the ambulance? <laughs> <laughs> rushed off to the uh, emergency room after that? There, there might be, you know, maybe the occasional <laughs> welt. <laughs> they make everybody sign a release before you go in. <laughs> Probably. To uh, indemnify. Yes. Yes. Well, that's interesting. Really great plans that you guys have going on. Um, I, I was preparing this episode, and I was thinking we should do some of the stuff that we've done in the past, mm -hmm. and that is uh, our resolutions. Obviously, that is, a, that is a big deal, as well as predictions for this upcoming year. Now, we've done predictions the last uh, couple of years. Some of them have been real hit. Some of them have been a bit of a miss. A lot of people did not see, well, a lot of people, almost nobody saw the pandemic coming down the pike. So. Almost nobody? Do you, do you <laughs> Who have, saw that one? Yeah, Nostradamus, maybe. <laughs> I was reading about Nostradamus last yeah. night, actually. Do you have um, our previous predictions so we know which ones came true or not? I have them, but I'm not sharing them. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I don't have them with me. But I, uh -huh. but I did go back and listen to those. Okay. And they were interesting. Um, but I asked you guys to come up with some predictions for this next year. We're kind of looking forward a little bit in, in this uh, episode, even though we're celebrating New Year's Eve. Next uh, week, we're going to be talking about the best of 2021. So we'll be looking back on, you know, all the things that we accomplished or did not accomplish <laughs> in 2021. What a two-faced approach. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to whack all those moles <laughs> one, way, one way or the other. So let's let's start with the predictions, okay? And I have uh, some music for predictions. Let prediction me bring music. that in. Yeah, prediction music. If it's Chopin, I'm leaving. <laughs> no Chopin as far as I know. Let's try it. Ooh. There we go. 
It's kind of an X-Files knockoff. This does not go with my predictions at all. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's what we do here. We find music that totally doesn't match the content of of the program. (laughs) So, well, let's start with you, Vanessa. Uh, You have some predictions. What are your predictions for this next year? Um, One of my predictions uh, is that a lens hair will get bigger. A lens hair will get bigger? Yes. Wow, that was quite the sampling there. <laughs> that was Olen's hair growing out even more. Poor Olen, not here to defend himself. Yeah, well, it should be said he has a fantastic head of hair. He sure so. does. He's got so, some maestro hair. Your prediction is that it'll get even more fantastic in That's 2022. Right. Yeah, more right? maestro y. Yes, the hair fantastique, something like that. I don't know how you say hair in French. I don't know, but I'm going to market a concert like that. There you go. What, now, what other uh, predictions do you have? Or let's hear one from you, Merwin. What, what's, what's one of your predictions? So for some weird reason, there's this um, trope on the show that I win all of the quizzes, which is actually not true. Just if we listen back, you can, you know, we can actually do the data and that's not true. But I don't know, Merwin. You, dis- you've got a pretty good track record. There. I am predicting that another one of our panelists will win the most Symphony Lab quizzes this year. <laughs> How how interesting because I predicted that Merwin would lose a quiz. Absolutely. (laughs) But I also really appreciate your use of the word trope. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have a quiz in this episode. Maybe you'll lose, Merwin. Who knows? Is this a prediction? Is this one of your predictions that that are going to come true? I'll tell you at the end of the program today (laughs) if that's my prediction or not. I know you've got uh, one more prediction here, Vanessa. You want to pull that one out for us? Um, I'm going to change that prediction. Uh, <laughs> is this the prediction you made and then realized it was for year it's after next? For the wrong okay. year. Okay. <laughs> you have the inside track on this. Um, I'm going to predict that that our um, upcoming season, next season, which is, gosh, 2022, 2023, is going to be a blockbuster, and we're going to see audiences return in droves, and everybody's going to be really excited about next season. Wonderful. <laughs> that excited. <laughs> yes. So excited they'll be blowing their party horns right. right and left. What else you got, Merwin, as far as I actually think go? one of my predictions really uh, connects with what Vanessa just said. I think I think at Tapa we'll really be able to meaningfully connect with, to comfort, to challenge, to converse with, and just interact with more audience members this year than last year. And I can't wait. Yeah. I have one more. Go for it. I I also think that our education component is just going to skyrocket and, and meet so many people where they are and be even more accessible than it already is and I'm really looking forward to some of the things we have on the horizon for education <laughs> yes we'll be starting a kazoo class <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey we, we, had, we were way ahead of the curve on kazoo class here at the Symphony Lab well, well those are great and optimistic you know uh, resolutions or predictions rather for this next year and I, and I really hope that uh we're able to fulfill all of those uh, predictions. You chose some very optimistic music to go with these <laughs> predictions. <laughs> that was quite Yay. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Ah, oh, well. <laughs> I did put together a totally useless trivia quiz because all of the other quizzes that we do are so informative and educational. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I thought that it might be fun to kind of like do something completely useless for once. Um, and and being that it's our New Year's special, it kind of fits the theme a little bit. You know, anything goes, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's do a few questions here. Um, let me find some music that I can pull up for this. Oh, you should use the same music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, well, let's see. Let's try this one. I like it. <clears throat> yeah. This would have gone well with the predictions. Oh, well. Let's redo the entire segment. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll redo it. We'll see what we can do about that. Okay. According to a scientific study, people are more likely to die on what day? Is it Christmas? Is it Thanksgiving? Or is it their birthday? A, B, or C? Are we sharing the answers? We'll, we'll do the answer. We'll do four questions and then we'll go back. Okay. Second question. According to an international journal on infectious diseases, mosquitoes are repelled by what? Is it electronic dance music? Is it Mozart? Or is it the Beatles? A, B, or C. And the Beatles meaning the singing group, not like, you know, the insect. All right. Question number three. Who invented Hawaiian pizza? You know what Hawaiian pizza is, right? It's like pineapple and ham. Mm -hmm. Was it an Italian-Canadian chef? Was it a Greek-Canadian restaurant owner? Or was it a Del Monte food scientist? A, B, or C? And the final question in this round. Which of these is an actual official unit of time? Is it a jiffy, a flash, or a shake? Like two shakes of a leg, that kind of thing. Or a lamb's tail. A lamb's tail. <laughs> <laughs> or a lamb's tail, yeah. So I didn't add that. That's but, the cutest uh, the cutest measure. We'll save that for next time. So you've got those four questions right there. We're going to come back to those in just a second. But first of all, I want to uh, bring back this music because <laughs> Merwin likes it so much. <laughs> and talk a little bit about our resolutions, right? Now, New Year's is always a time that people... You know, they they look backwards, but they especially look forwards, and they come up with all these different resolutions that uh, they think will improve their lives. So instead of going through all of these, I asked you each to do three of them. Let's just do one, okay? (laughs) Sure. So we'll we'll toss it out there. Uh, Merwin, let's hear a resolution from you. To guess less and listen more. (laughs) And this is why I think I'm not going to do particularly well in my quizzes. (laughs) I've had some, you know, just fortunate guesswork over the last few years, but um, I'm going to be trying to guess a little bit less in my uh, day-to-day life. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, that is my day-to-day life. (laughs) Guessing guessing more and listening less, so... But uh, you want to do the opposite. What do you think of that, Vanessa? I think that is a really lovely resolution, and I wish that I had come up with something even a quarter as poignant. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hear one resolution from I you. I mean, mine are the, the normal exercise and blah, blah, blah. I really need to improve my cardio stamina. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're talking about like aerobic-type yeah. exercise. You want to get out yeah. and do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that an ongoing thing then? For I mean, me, yes. Yeah. Um, I've well, been, I, I have way too many aches and pains for my age, and so I've been trying to get on top of that and build some strength, so that then yeah. I can go out. And well, you are in a high risk occupation there, with marketing. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I yeah. can see where that. It does get the heart going, but yeah, not fast enough. Well, let's go back now that we've done that. Here we go. Okay. Let's go back to the quiz. Answers to those first four questions. Okay. According to a scientific study, people are more likely to die on what? The answer is their birthday. 13.8%. Oh, really? Yeah. I totally thought it was Thanksgiving. Me too. No, it's their birthday. Maybe it's because Canadian Thanksgivings are so much more dangerous. <laughs> well, yeah. I've, I've heard that there are a lot more hospital visits on Thanksgiving because people overindulge and mm-hmm. yeah, maybe fight so. with their families. and Yeah, stuff. That that's pretty much the direction I was heading to. Yeah. So, zero for one. Should have guessed instead. So none of you got that, right? Nope. According to an international journal on infectious diseases, mosquitoes are repelled by electronic dance music, EDM. Who got that, Merwin? I got that one. Okay, Merwin's in the lead. All right, who invented Hawaiian pizza? It was a Greek-Canadian restaurant owner. Oh, man. Who got that? I knew it was a Canadian. Got it. It. It, I knew it, Canadian. it had to be Canadian. Yes. Sam Panopoulos in <laughs> 1962. Wow. Right. Okay, which of these is an actual official unit of time? We it's don't have a lamb's tail, but we do have a shake, a flash, oh. and a jiffy. The answer is a jiffy. Really? I'm very excited about that. Marwin, did you get that? I did. Damn. I was excited about a jiffy being an official unit of time. A jiffy is equal to one light foot. Okay, you know what a light year is, uh-huh. right? The amount of time or distance or whatever that a, a light can travel in a year. So if it travels a foot, I've already confused myself, okay? <laughs> if it travels a foot, the amount of time it takes it to travel a foot, which is a very small amount of time, right? Like Three times 10 to the negative 24 seconds. Okay. That's so. How many of those are in a Chopin minute waltz? <laughs> <laughs> Too many. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we've done our educational thing for the day. I learned something today, though. I'm excited about this Jiffy thing. One yeah. right foot. It's interesting. That's wonderful. Totally. Let's talk about our hopes and our dreams, right? For 2022. I mean, we've touched on that a little bit as far as what you hope to do professionally and what you hope to do with the symphony and reaching out to audiences and getting folks involved. I mean, in a perfect world, where would we be a a year from now? What do you think, Merwin? You're asking me to sum up a perfect world in a (laughs) soundbite? And that's the music you're giving me to do it? (laughs) Totally. Totally. Okay. I can go back to the... I can. No, 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 no. Please don't. It sounds like... <laughs> that music sounds like, you know, the, the, the astronaut drifting off into space never to return again. Exactly, it's right? It's quite yeah. hopeless. Music is what you make of it. <laughs> wow. This could be inspirational, too, you know, like speaking to the humanity of... of the global experience. Okay, I'll try to I'll try to, to tease that out a little bit then. I think yeah. one of the things that I think has you know, been a something that, I, and I'm certainly not alone in noticing this, but it feels like our culture has become increasingly oppositional. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do think that one of the roles that artists and artistic organizations can play is gathering people together and allowing them to find common ground, especially because so often words 
have become polarized and politicized. And it's harder to do that with notes or with gestures. And then I feel like, so I think a hope for us as an organization, but really for artists in our society is that we proceed forward with that as an intentional goal to try to find common ground and to seek to be a place where people can find common ground in what I think has become a really a scarily oppositional culture. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's, you know, there's something about the fact that at a time when we really needed art more than anything, when we needed to be brought together through many different things, but culture and art are definitely one of those unifiers in the world. Interesting that at a time when we needed it the most, it also provided the most challenges, Mm -hmm. you know, for the people who make that content, who make that art, and who are able to bring us together through their performances. And then on top of that, the idea that they persevered, they found a way Mm -hmm. to connect with their audience. And looking forward, I think we'll take some of that with us, you know, we'll take some of that experience with us and, and use it for the good, mm-hmm. the common good. What do you think, Vanessa? You were over there writing stuff down. Uh, yep. Um, I I am hopeful that we will maybe get back to having fun. And not mm-hmm. to say that we don't have fun in our daily lives, you mm-hmm. know, the, the three of us here in the studio, but, you know, societally, having fun um, and not being so worried and stressed about mm-hmm. what challenges lie ahead um i think we are even though a lot of the arts have persevered a lot of us are still missing joy and so i hope that people can can really find joy and um and enjoy (laughs) the fun things in life again and and i it's interesting everybody says you know people talk about getting back to normal etc cetera, etc cetera. and i think that there is starting to be a collective sense that we're never going back anymore mm-hmm. um and that is actually really exciting and energizing because i think in particular in the arts we're in this transition phase to reinvent how we deliver art and how we deliver performances and um the composers that we feature and the soloists that we feature. And to me, that's very exciting. So, I want to go back and do another round of our uh, quiz. So let me get this music that you like. There we go. Turning into our quiz music for the day. Mm-hmm. Four like different that. questions here. Totally useless, totally random trivia. Because that's what we do. Okay. What is the only U.S. capital city without... A McDonald's. Hmm. Is it Salt Lake City, Utah? Is it Montpelier, Montpelier, Vermont? Or is it Austin, Texas? One of those three does not have a McDonald's anywhere in the city limits. Okay. Which Disney character has the highest kill count? Is it Mulan, Maleficent, or Moana? All three of them starting with an M. Okay, what is the name of the dot that sits over a lowercase i and a lowercase j in the English alphabet? What do you call that little dot? 
Is it a tittle? I actually think you should not have g give us answers and force us to try to come up with the <laughs> answers ourselves. Is it? Wait. Do what? <laughs> you should make. You should have made us try to come up with answers for this, as oh, opposed yeah. to giving us a multiple choice. Okay, we'll come up with answers for it. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you anymore. All right. Taco Bell is named after what? Was it the Liberty Bell? Because it was founded in Philadelphia. Is it Bell, meaning Bell, short for Bellissima, which means beautiful in Spanish? Or was it the guy who founded it, whose name, last name was Bell? Okay, A, B, and C. I feel like we should just go back and do the answers on this sure, one. So far, Merwin is way in the lead with three of them here. <laughs> thank, thank you for that reminder. But um, <laughs> just a recap, yeah. Okay, the only U.S. capital city without a McDonald's is Montpelier, Vermont. Yes. They don't have a Burger King either. You got that one, Vanessa? I did. How about you, Merwin? I got it. You got it? Okay, well, you cancel each other out then. As All we right. so often do. <laughs> <laughs> it's our professional obligation. <laughs> what Disney character has the highest kill count? Is it Mulan, Maleficent, or Moana? The answer is Mulan. Yes. Mulan, did you both get that? Yeah. yeah. The swords are powerful. Yes. Mulan killed almost 2,000 people. Whoa. Yeah, including 1,994 Huns that were killed in an avalanche that she triggered, so ah, it wasn't that's, like... That's dark. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that Disney was counting, <laughs> but uh, other people did. Okay, the name of the tiny dot that sits over a lowercase i and j. What do you call that little dot? I decided to go with a pica. A, a pica? pica? Uh, I called it a jab. <laughs> <laughs> There, okay, two of those. You're both wrong. It, it is the one that I said, a tittle. A tittle? Uh, a tittle. Which is a combination of tiny and little. Okay, so it's T-I-T-T-L-E? Yeah, tittle. But how many tittles fit in a light foot? <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, a tittle can be any size. Ah. <laughs> it depends it, on the... Yeah, the, it's just the I that sits over a lowercase letter, right? Or mm -hmm. the dot that sits over lo lowercase I or J. All right, finally here. Taco Bell is named after what? The Liberty Bell, uh, Bellissima, or Mr. Bell? Well, the answer is Mr. Bell. Oh, yes. Glenn Bell opened the first Bell's Drive-In and Taco Tia in California in 1954. You got that, Vanessa? I did get that. And Merwin didn't get it? I did not. Okay, well, so far we're at Merwin at three and Vanessa at one. Oh, excuse me. Right? Well, I didn't take out, I didn't count the ones where you guys Oh, That was today. round two. Oh, I oh. see. Okay, yeah, I totally. So Vanessa has three, and Merwin has one, two, three, four, five. Wait, I like the other way better. <laughs> three to five. <laughs> three to five. We have one more round to go. But before we do that, in our New Year's uh, special, Merwin, I know you got some more resolutions here. You want to tell us a little bit more about your New Year's resolutions? <laughs> I don't now. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were significantly uh, less poignant than my... I, I thought I was only getting to choose one, so I chose the best one. And now yeah. I'm stuck with read more physical books and drink more water and less caffeine. <laughs> so... Um, oh, yeah. I like this. I, absolutely. But I think yeah. um, I, I... It's always been kind of part of my... Um, image of self, I guess, that I was a reader, and I was looking back over the year, 
as you were kind of preparing us for the episode and we were doing what little preparation we do (laughs) (laughs) looking back and thinking i did not read as many books as i needed to read and it's, it's, it's something that doesn't fit with my sense of self and for me you know there's something about the physical the physicality of a book that just it's very different for me than reading a kindle and i'm much less immersed in something i can just turn off right so i need to read more physical books yeah i've noticed that too there's something about holding a book something Mm -hmm. about the the physicality of a book that is very different you know turning the pages physically and holding your place using a bookmark all of that puts the story and the world of the book right there at your fingertips in a way that you know, using a tablet does not. It's actually really funny because for some of the Christmas concerts, I ended up sitting next to Kirk Toth, our concertmaster, so being the assistant concertmaster for a few of the concerts. And by far the most stressful part of that is turning somebody else's page. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. that is very That is stressful. an incredibly stressful thing to have mm-hmm. to do. And, yeah. like, playing the part was fine, but, like, my gosh, I have to turn the page and make sure I get that over in time for Kirk. So it's like, it's, it's funny that, you know, the act of physically turning pages is both so comforting in one context and so stress-inducing <laughs> in the yeah. other. You're giving me anxiety now because know, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of uh, back in college when I had to turn pages oh, for a so recital. And, and I was so nervous, I ripped the page out of the book <gasps> when I t- went to turn it. I oh, actually right. pulled it off of the off of the book and almost knocked the book down on, onto the pianist's lap. <laughs> so I, I got everything up and held the page and the pianist had the giggles and, like, <laughs> w- was trying to keep from laughing throughout Aww. the rest of the performance. And, of course, I was terrified. Well, for those of you who happen to be near a computer, um, I can we can kind of mollify this by suggesting this wonderful YouTube link of page-turning heroics. Um, the violinist Christian Tetzlaff. Oh, yeah. Um, um, T-E-T-Z-L-A-F-F. And the pianist Marcus Groh, G-R-O-H. And if you put them into a, a YouTube search and have page turning in it, you can see this incredible act of heroism by one of the page turners. And, <laughs> and she's, she's all over the place, saves the performance. It's a wonderful thing. So wow. page turners can also be, you know, not all heroes. Heroes. <laughs> they can be totally heroes. Of course, you being in the cinematic, in the Marvel cinematic uh, universe. Very few capes in that universe. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Would we say you were the fiddler, something like that? That's, that's a, DC. That's a yeah. <laughs> that's a different episode, a different world, as it were. You know, it occurs to me that we don't have two of our regular cohorts here: Zach uh, Vassar, who is president of the symphony, and also Elaine Trudell, who is music director of the symphony. I wonder if you guys have any uh, resolutions that you want to offer for them that we might suggest <laughs> suggest, <laughs> suggest resolutions for for the two of them if you have one resolution for zach vanessa what would what oh, would it be gosh um, without getting in too much trouble without getting in too much trouble uh i hope that zach continues to rely on others for good counsel and support yeah oops the wrong one <laughs> let me try this one there we go Oh, no, your Freudian slip was much better. <laughs> <That's entertaining. laughs> All right, Merwin, you got one for Alain? I hope Alain persists in attempting to teach our orchestra French. <laughs> it has been a slow, slow road. Uh, we are nice. proceeding very lentement, but, you know. We should have French immersion rehearsals. I think that would be totally. that would be amazing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Wait, now, what have could you... possibly go wrong? <laughs> 
Have you got one, Vanessa, for uh, for Elaine? For Elaine. Hmm. Um. No. Well, you, wanna, you just want a second. You want a second what uh, what Merwin said, right? Yes, and I want to know what your resolutions are. My resolutions? Yeah. Um, no, I don't have to do resolutions. I'm the host of the show. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'll, these are all good resolutions. I mean, my resolutions are usually something to do with um, eating less and exercising more, <laughs> basically. I, th- I think we should be able to eat more if we exercise more. Yeah. You know what I want to do, though? Okay. Here my re- here's my resolution. My resolution is to get out and explore my neighborhood more. I, I live close to the Old West End and actually not far from where you guys work. Um, I want to get out to the art museum more, at least once a week. I want to walk around that area more. Um, there are some great restaurants in my area that I want to get out and patronize. So, uh, you know, that, that's kind of where my resolutions lie as I head into 2022 because, you know, things are starting to open up again a little bit and it's a little easier to uh, participate, I think, with your local local community. Mm-hmm. Merwin, you got one for Zach? You want to throw a, a resolution Zach's way? How about I make this a collective organizational uh, <laughs> resolution? And I would love for Zach to be a part of it. Um, but <laughs> I think it's incredibly important that the symphony returns to the corporate spelling bee. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Next year. And this you guys is, always win, right? We we had to take hiatus this year, and it was it was really tough. Um you know, to, to know that there were people out there spelling away and we just weren't able to be there. But I'm sure we were dearly missed. <laughs> and yeah. So uh, if Zach would want to be part of that corporate spelling bee team, we would be delighted to have him. When does yeah. that usually take place? I'll I put think, it on my calendar. I think it's um, in the early fall. I would okay. say so like late September, early October. It's okay. my guess. Now, is there like a, a prize for that? Or when you win, you just get the cachet of being good spellers or what? Well, there is this shower of everlasting glory. <laughs> um, you, you you really become Toledo famous for like 12 seconds, maybe wow. 13. Um, That's amazing. It's Yeah. But there's an immense satisfaction to know that, you know, over... And I mean, it's so much fun. They... They do all these really wonderful things. They play like, you know, all the 80s hype music, <laughs> like yeah, Final Countdown. There's no minute waltz at there's the spelling bee. There's no minute waltz at really? the spelling bee. <laughs> they don't have this jazzy old Lang Syne going in the background. Maybe. Hey, and you know, only I like the best. This. I like this. Yeah. Only the best at Toledo Symphony Lab. Yeah. Well, I want to finish out the program today with the last installment of our quiz. So I got four oh. more questions here. Okay, Do so this is your chance, Vanessa. I don't know. Okay. Your chance. If you can sweep the category, you can... You can um, okay. Well, one, two, three. I think you can win. Yeah, you can win by one if you sweep the category. We'll see. All right. I'm only ahead by two. She could win by two. You're ahead by... Oh, yeah, you're ahead by two. Five to three. I know it's a complicated You guys Brad, know you better <laughs> than to ask me to do math, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not a mather. All right, here we go. Okay. Uh, the inventor of the Pringles... The inventor of Pringles, potato chips, was actually buried in a Pringles can. Okay, his name is Frederick Bauer. He was buried in a Pringles can. What flavor Pringles can was he buried in? Was it the original? Was it barbecue? Or was it salt and vinegar? A, B, or C? 
Okay, who invented the word nerd? Was it Dr. Seuss? Was it Lewis Carroll? Or was it Bill Nye the Science Guy? A, B, or C? What condiment was originally marketed in pill form as a medicine? Was it mustard, mayonnaise, or ketchup? Ew. One of those three was actually given out as a pill for medicine. It was a cure for indigestion as well as diarrhea. Ew. Okay. Thomas Edison and Alexander Graham Bell had a rivalry over what people should say when they answered the phone. Edison wanted people to say hello, and Bell wanted people to say what? Was it tally-ho? Was it ahoy? Or was it their name when they answered the phone? Okay. One, two, three, four. That's it. I have it. a feeling I'm not going to sweep. <laughs> okay, let's go back and find out. Okay. The tension, the tension is palpable. Okay, Frederick Bauer was invented in a Pringles can. His invented? Kids, he was invented. I mean, he, he was buried. He, was, he invented the Pringles can. I assume the can as well as the Pringles. And he was buried in a Pringles can. Of course, they put his ashes into a Pringles can. It wasn't like a giant, great big giant. You know, I'm a little disappointed, Brad. Six-foot Pringles can that they buried him in. No, what flavor was it? Well, the kids picked the, the, the flavor. It was left up to them because he didn't say what flavor he wanted to be buried in. So they chose the original. Oh, right? I'm very disappointed. Me too. Original? I thought it would be barbecue because oh, of the cremation I s- thing. <laughs> <laughs> I said salt and vinegar because. Oh know. well. I originally did as well, but then this entire cremation thing. <laughs> I thought <barbecue>. threw you <laughs> off. I thought it would be funny. <laughs> they threw you off. Well, it was good. It was funny. Yeah, it was I'm, good. I'm disappointed there wasn't an all dressed category uh, or sour cream and onion. We always go for funny over accurate <laughs> any, any time on this podcast. All right? dressed as a Canadian chip flavor for yeah. those in the audience who don't know what we're talking Delicious. about. Delicious. Yeah. It's wonderful. I, yeah. I don't know what that is. Okay. Who invented the word nerd? Was it Dr. Seuss? Was it Lewis Carroll? Or was it Bill Nye the Science Guy? It was. In 1950 book, in the 1950 book, if I ran the zoo, it's Dr. Seuss. Oh, wow. I had Lewis Carroll, and I was actually pretty sure about that one, too. I did, too, but I was not yeah. sure about it. Uh, well, here, wow. here's what Dr. Seuss wrote. He wrote, and then just to show them, I'll sail to Catru and bring back an it cutch, a peep, and a peru, a nurkle, a nerd, and a seersucker, too. So he didn't say what a nerd was, oh. but... Isn't it amazing, listeners, that Brad was doing that from memory? Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. And my memory is sitting right here on the paper. Okay. What condiment was originally marketed in pill form as a medicine? It was ketchup. Oh, I had wow, mustard. I did too. Not mustard, not mayo. Wow. We were, we were totally on the wrong page together. Did it, Wait, did anybody get the nerd question? No. Nope. No? Wow. Well, I think Lewis Carroll for me, I mean, our, my piano trio um, with Damon Coleman and Michael Boyd, we named it after uh, Lewis Carroll. Um, uh, term. What'd you call it? It's Lewis the Carroll? We're the Bizonian trio. Oh, the Bizonian. <laughs> Bizonians are uh, kind of like rogues or rascals or something like that. Mm. So, oh, so oh, yeah. I would have chosen Carroll, Carol, you know. So you guys were rascally musicians, exactly. basically. Yes. Yeah, the rascally trio. You should have yeah. just called yourself the Rascalies. The Raskelly Trio, something like That's that. That's a little too close to R. Kelly for comfort. <laughs> <laughs> One more question. 
bad news, Vanessa. I don't think you can steal at this point. <laughs> unless we rejigger the, the points so that you get points taken away if you get a wrong answer. <laughs> okay. So anyway, ketchup was... was uh, before ketchup was marketed in the 1830s as a medicinal cure, ketchup used to be like a mixture that was made out of fish or out of mushrooms. It was like a a really distasteful food additive. So, of course, it tasted like a medicine and it got turned into a medicine. I will uh, say that ketchup potato chips are also very delicious. Yeah. They taste nothing like ketchup. Doesn't matter. But the modern ketchup, not the old-fashioned ketchup. Correct. It gives new credence to this 57 thing with Heinz. It's like, (laughs) that's a There's a lot more things in there than I thought. (laughs) 57 ingredients. Yeah. Yes. 57 resolutions. <laughs> Finally, Thomas Edison and Alexander Graham Bell had a rivalry over what people should say when they answered the phone. Edison wanted people to say hello, which obviously he won that fight. Alexander Graham Bell wanted people to say what? Was it tally ho? Was it ahoy? Or was it their name? The answer was ahoy. Yes. You wanted people to say ahoy. Did you both get that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to start saying that. Uh-huh. Okay, so Merwin got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six for Merwin. All right, Vanessa, are you ready? <laughs> Vanessa got one, two, three, four. <laughs> Vanessa got four. Yay. So, so Yay. Uh, yeah. So we need Merwin. to superimpose that on top. Brad, yeah. do you know how much we use your sound effects in our day-to-day lives? It's, <laughs> it's quite frequent. Really? But yeah. you have to imitate them. We do. Right? We do. Instead of actually... Maybe that would be a good, you know, present next year that I give you guys. Portable soundboard? A little portable soundboard with no. all of these sounds on, on a, like a keychain kind of thing. <laughs> that would be great. Or an easy button. Yeah. <laughs> we have to find one that's programmable. Anyway, that'll be next time. That'll be a year from now, so we don't have to worry about that at all. You'll panic about this December 20th. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. in 2022. <laughs> My predictions for 2022, that will not happen. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. Well, that brings our program to a close. We've had some fun talking a little bit about, you know, what we hope is going to happen in 22, and also talking about what our resolutions are, our predictions are, all of that stuff. Uh, great conversation, and most of all, we just want to uh, wish everybody a, a happy new year. We are moving onward and upward, and if we were to wrap up, you know, what your wishes are for the listening audience and for the community in general, what what would you say to uh, the folks at home, Merwin? See you in a jiffy. <laughs> oh, I can't talk that. you got to follow that, Vanessa. Oh, find the joy. Find the joy. Yeah. And I'll say keep on listening. I almost said keep on trucking, but that's not. <laughs> that's a little dated reference. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes of this program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website at toledosymphony.com 
and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the TSO streaming platform online at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Merwin Sue, also to Vanessa Gardner. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.